0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Raising Remarkable Teenagers. I am so, so excited, and you can see why I'm excited. I've got another lovely, lovely and beautiful guest for us here today. And guess what the topic for today is? It's how to raise your teenager, how to step up and raise your teenager. Without losing your mind, you know, most of us think, oh my God, I'm just going to lose it. How many times have you said, I'm going to lose it, I'm losing my mind, you know, those words. But today we've got lovely Sashka and she's going to, Sashka is a businesswoman, is a, she's a mom of teenagers and is here to advise us. How can we do this? How can we take this very noble role. Remember I keep saying to us that parenting teenagers especially is taking on a leadership role. So how can we do that without losing our mind? We're giving it up to you, Sasha. Take it away. Oh, thanks,
1: Angela. Thank you so much. First, I just want to thank you very much for having the opportunity to be with you here. Um, second of all, I really want to state I'm not an expert in parenting. I'm only, um, I am only have the knowledge that I have raising my three teenagers and basically how I haven't lost my mind. Um, yeah, and I'm very, very happy to be here. Very, very happy we, we to be here because it's a passion. That.
0: We love that. We love that because... What we want to know is that any person, any parent, expert or not, we can do this. We can do this. So I want all the parents, because many of my listeners, many of my parents think, oh, you're doing it okay because you've got all this information, you're an expert. But I keep reminding them all that when it comes to raising teenagers, they kick you in the teeth. It don't matter whether you're the psychologist. No, it doesn't matter. They do it. Why? Because there are changes happening in their brain. There are changes happening with their hormones. And they are moving from being a child to being an adult. Yet, they haven't got the experience of being an adult. They've been, there, they've been a child all their life. And now they are required to step up and take this sort of pseudo adult role, and they don't know how to do it. And even we, as parents, may not know how to do it because we haven't parented them as teenagers. So we want to hear how you did it.
1: Well, how I'm doing it. So first of all, yeah. So there's there's two. Um, I don't know, two boundaries or whatever that I've put for myself so that I don't lose my mind. And the one is pick my battles. And the second one is um, that I don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. So those are the two for me. So whenever anything comes up, I have to remember, like you said, these teenagers don't have the experience as an adult. Even adults don't have experience being an adult. So we struggle as well. So these teenagers are... And, and they're not modeling us. They're not copying us either. Because what they're doing is forming that identity. Is they are going, oh, I like this in the media. I like this from a singer. I like this from my friends. I like this from some image that I saw just happened to be on social media. I like this about my mom and my dad and my siblings. And they're trying to culminate and put it together for their own identity. And what they're doing is, and something I tell my kids is also is that, they need to take what they see, but experience it. Once they've experienced it and put that into um, a snowball effect, then they can take it on and go, okay, that's me. And not go, well, mom said this and this and this, so it must be true because I'm I'm figuring my way out as well. I don't know. And if they start any argument, actually, my kids don't start arguments. I have to start. Um, I'm actually quite lucky with that.
0: Actually, I we start arguing. thinking, you're, you're yeah.
1: Bad. My one
0: is is it's it's like she's every minute she's looking for how will I attack my mom? How will I contest this? How will I? And I'm thinking, ah, hmm? no, no, I'm, I'm lucky
1: now that I say it out loud because I'm just like my kids will tell me something and I have to give them the space to just talk about it Uh and remember for myself one don't take it personally it's nothing to do with you and two pick my battles Uh so is this something worth fighting or arguing about or stating um, you know my point of view Mm. and rather seeing it from their personality but that's probably the way I am so I know all three of my kids are individualists so am I so whenever they tell me something I have to as an empath put myself in their shoes careful of my energy that i don't suck their energy as well and take it on his mind yeah and see where they're coming from and then you kind of like oh yeah i understand that and often what happens i remember my childhood yeah where i didn't feel understood so it's like well how would i respond to myself my inner child in their response uh-huh. and then it's kind of like oh yeah so we just have this 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 I don't know it's a dance that we go on we just like go with one another where we also know where each other's boundaries are Ah. and arguments aren't there it's just if there's moments then it's just kind of like oh just don't take it personally like my 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 eldest will come to me and he'll be like I'm so sorry I said this mom and I'm going yeah me too I'm
0: on my periods and he'll (laughs) go oh I thought so So what I'm hearing from you is that you don't take it personally and uh, you you tend to pick your battles you're not you're not constantly wanting to to fight them you don't have to contest as well you don't have to contest everything they bring to you sometimes you can keep quiet even when you think I don't think I would do it that way or I don't think um, that's 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 okay but like you said, Allow them to experience it themselves. If they think, of course, I say, unless it's a life and death situation, if it's a life and death situation, then you you can jump in there and do something. But if it's suggestions that you know, you know what? If you tried that and it went um it went the wrong way around, oh I'm sorry, there's there's a dazzling light coming through the shutters. I didn't expect the Lucky light. You. To come <laughs> Uh, just give me one moment. I'm just I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna shut it because it's I don't want it it's dazzling me really. Just give me one sec. <laughs> no worries. Oh you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm back and so sorry for that. That there was just so much light coming through. I just i I didn't want you to think i'm a ghost i've turned into a ghost but we're all good now let's keep going
1: (laughs) yeah with my kids as well as like they um i have to remember that when they they're talking to me and whatever the very important lesson that i learned for myself is when when teenagers speak when children speak they are asking for information without directly asking for it. Uh So they'll be talking, but they, they, they just showing you the iceberg and it's understanding what's below, what's Mm -hmm. below the iceberg Mm -hmm. and, and like, Oh, okay. This could it be, this, could it be that and not insinuating anything and just listening. The most important thing I've learned for myself is just to listen. So they just talk and talk and talk. And like you said, sometimes I don't agree with anything, but I have to ask myself, of, is that my conditioning, my fear? Uh huh. I don't want to bring this fear onto my children. Yes. You know, when you talk about police or you talk about authority, and I'm going, that's my that's my fear or that's mm. my way of conditioning. But my mm. kids, they want they asking questions to find their identity. So I leave them in the space for that to to delve and experience in it.
0: Oh, really? What I heard you say there is what we call mindful. You know, when you're listening. You're mindfully there. You're mindfully in the moment. Some people call it mindful parenting, but whatever you call it, listening for the for, for the, you know, listening to hear them. Listening to feel them. Listening so that they can feel you're hearing them. It's a very powerful, it's a it's it's actually a very powerful place to be because when they feel heard, when they feel listened to, then they respond in more positive ways. And that's what I I heard you say about listening. And it's something I encourage parents, including myself, I have to remind myself, and and especially these days with so much distraction, like, I mean, how many times have any of us been guilty? I mean, including myself. You're on the phone and the kid's talking to you and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what message is going into their head? At that point, they think, oh, the phone is more important than me. They won't tell you that, but they feel sidelined. And that's why it's very important to listen wholly even if it means give me one minute let me put this phone down and just listen and the good thing with teenagers is that if you give them that two minutes they could leave you all day right they're not like little children that when you give them time they can they'll hang on to you all day teenagers it's like they come to a it's like a pit stop you know you know those of us who are runners and those of us who like athletics or those those people that like uh formula one or something you know you don't stop they come they come to you a quick stop and then they're off but then those are the moments you need to make connection because if you don't just like that car if they don't stop at that pit stop, there are things that you will not be able to pick and they might not be able to finish the race with you. Yeah. So the connection is lost. There, there is things that they wanted to tell you. They don't feel valued. They don't. But when you actually take that time, like you said, just listen. It, it's, not, it's not for a long time. It's not all day. In fact, they don't want you to be there with them all day. Yeah. But think of it as a pit stop. Mm. but give your whole attention to that. So I'm so glad you said that because it's something I keep reminding parents. It's the quality of that time. And it could just even be half a minute, even, you know, anything. Yeah, just so carry on before I overtake this. I love this
1: discussion. I love that analogy, Angela. It's really, really good because, and, and it's also like, you know, the beginning years, that first year of having a baby going on to one years old, that time it drags but it's so so quick and that's pretty much teenage years as well yes you've only got like two three years Mm. and then it's over But what you invest before that in time, in taking the time and everything, and just over those three years where they're exploring their identity and who they are and what they're doing, that pit stop is so quick and it's often as well um, finding commonalities as well with the kids. Uh Um, So we my kids introduced me to TikTok and I love it and I love doing TikTok with them as well and I encourage them as well. You know, one of the things that really annoy me is when um you always have the saying oh you know these children on social media and they never pay attention to you and they don't give you the attention the screen is more interesting than you that says a lot about the other person about having a pit stop over there it's got nothing to do with social media it's just more entertaining and they'd rather like most some people would escape within alcohol or going addicted to sports or addicted to series or whatever it is or food that for them is just their escape point and they're not addicted to they're just trying to connect they're trying to have a pit stop and get information so the same as you when the kids come to me it's just kind of like hey mom i want to know this and i just i'm like sure no worries i just need to finish this email put it down but i say sit down Yes. I'm almost done. Yes, And then put that on the side. And I think that is a byproduct of a step before that is understanding as a parent for yourself where my boundaries. That's because right. it's very easy to go, yes, I'll be there for you. Yes, I'll be there for you. And you don't set the boundaries where it's like, I really don't have time right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And you need
1: to respect that. And that mutual respect is also about being an adult. So they need to understand space and time mm-hmm. and not just like, you know, mom and dad will just drop everything whenever they um, feel like it.
0: Yeah, actually, that's that's a question I was going to ask you because when I say to parents, give especially, because in research we are continuously finding that our teenagers need connection. You know, they're like, they, it's like they revert to that little baby obviously they'll try to be stoic they'll try to be to pretend they don't need us but we are finding more and more that they need connection more than ever in fact our research is showing us that 40 percent of teenagers are lonely that's that's a that's a big number so between me and you one of our kids is lonely you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really heartbreaking to think like that. So. And what, I can understand why. Y- yeah. And, and it's probably because us as parents, we, we just don't have, we don't give them that time. But then parents ask me, uh, but, well, we can't just let them come in and out as they like that. We don't want that. But like you said, when you have those firm boundaries, you know, you have firm boundaries. You're like, I'm here for you. Like, for example, my daughter, and, and this is something I keep I tell parents often, she loves TikTok. I I don't love TikTok. I don't I, I don't even want it near me. But she, that's her thing. And the many times she has come and said to me, Mommy, I want you to do this dance with me. And like you, I'll say, Well, oh, give me two minutes. Let me finish what I'm doing and then I'll come and do that, that 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 TikTok with you, the dance or whatever. And like I said, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it happens, it's like she feels refueled to carry on and do everything else, right? So like I said, it's a pit stop. So don't ignore that pit stop for, for whatever reason. Sometimes we, we think, don't be too busy to to recognize them, to, to give them that time. And some parents ask me what about when they won't have any boundaries? But if you have firm boundaries they will not break them because, for example, when you say to them, give me two minutes and I'll be with you so they know that you've heard them but you also have your own life you have your own stuff that you're doing you're not just sitting there waiting to be to be taken over or used or something you, that's not you right so having those boundaries can help can really really help you not only connect with them when they need it but also is training them to have their own boundaries as well yeah yeah so it's it's great you said that it's 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 brilliant that you said that and what i wanted to say as well is when she started liking this tiktok she just budged into my office and and sometimes i would be in in the middle of something in the middle of a call but one thing i i keep constantly saying is family for me is more important than anything else in fact, just today I sent out um, uh, to my list, to my email list. I sent out for my Monday motivation. I said, I said something to the to the to the event of your 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 work, your job is replaceable, but you, your home, your 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 position in the home is not replaceable. So we need to work on those relationships that actually matter to us. So let me go back to what I did on that day. I said, hold on, everybody, because I I am usually a very real person. And if something is, because this is real life, this, this, we are doing life. I'm not going to pretend that things, like a minute ago, the light came through. I, I was, I had to deal with it. And that's what I'd like parents to know. We have to deal with situations. So what I did on that on that day, I said to her, "D, I'm in the middle of a phone call. So I, I said to the person, I Daughter has barged in, and uh, l- let me let me send her away nicely, and then I'll speak to her later. Yeah. So the person's ho- holding on on the other side. Right, because it's it's life. This is we should not be ashamed of of living life, you know. So I asked daughter to go, and then I finished my conversation, and then I said to her, from now on, please knock, and if mommy doesn't answer in in a uh, in in two two three seconds, just know that she's in the middle of something that she can't even speak to you otherwise when you knock if i'm busy i'll say to you hold on for however long if it's five minutes ten minutes i will let you know but if i don't speak know that i am not in a situation to speak right and i tell you from then on she knocks she knocks so that's how you (laughs) you build boundaries you know we have to be honest with everyone actually with with our clients with the with the people we relate with because we are doing life you know and things happen yeah, you know the kids are go on kids are thrown in from a
1: young age in kindergarten in primary school in high school they're just thrown into a situation nobody teaches none of the schools teach how to relate to one another socially mm-hmm. so if you imagine at school everyone's just barging in on one another. The only discipline or boundaries that are there is when a teacher walks in, you keep quiet most of the times. Yes. And then you listen and then you put your phone away, you know, whatever it is. And at home is where you taught the boundaries and those boundaries need, to, is it's a muscle. You need to condition, you need to practice it all the time. And then it settles in. It's like with anything in life, like my daughter was saying to me, my youngest, I'm just not understanding English because they grow up with it, German and English here and I, I can't remember this word I learned it once and I keep repeating to her everything is repetition everything I was like how did you learn that dance once or through repetition
0: That's how did you learn
1: that song once or through repetition and they're like oh okay so I was like you got to keep on seeing that word using it all the time putting it in different context everything come all success comes from repetition they're like oh and I said it's the same as when you're making friends because what I wanted to say to come back to you know where 40% of the teenagers are lonely is that when you are thrown into this jungle of people with different personalities and you're not taught how to socialize with one another Mm. you start isolating yourself because you have no friends and you can't relate to anyone and you don't have that identity so you go into a state of loneliness because you're not practicing the muscle to talk to, to make mistakes to be laughed at to laugh with people and all that loneliness to stop Anger or depression or whatever it is, or not eating um resentment towards parents, they just or siblings don't understand. And it's a repetition, and it's changing the repetition to, to something positive for them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And when you said about this uh, this them being, we we can teach them these lessons at home. We can we can teach them these lessons and, and teach them it's okay. For people to have their own different views, different life, different—you know—it's the differences, right? So that when they are thrown into the world, into the into their into that world, they are able to cope. Yeah, you're right. You're still there. Yeah. On back. <laughs> <laughs> so on a lighter note, I just wanted to quickly find out what's the what's the the bikini and the, the bikini set at the back there? <laughs> it's been intriguing me since we started and I just can't. Uh, it's it it a
1: graphic designer and an artist that I work with.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: it's an oil painting from a graphic designer and artist and wow. I love it it's very very real so that's my it's got no symbolism or anything I just love it.
0: <laughs> it it is so real I thought it's part of your product you know I thought oh you must be selling some of that product and uh, it would be nice for some of my listeners to to you so you can tell us a little bit about it <laughs> But it's all good. It's it's all good. Nope. Yeah. So, what I want you to say to me, to, to tell me or discuss, we've talked quite a bit about boundaries. I want you to speak to us about choosing our battles. Because I know you spoke about the two things, mm. uh, you know, so that you don't lose your mind. Otherwise, we are likely to lose our mind, right? So, yeah. we've yeah. talked a lot about boundaries. I'd like you to talk
1: about the choosing your battle, picking your battles. So for me, when I'm choosing my battles, um, maybe it's just the way that my mind works. I'm already in life anyhow. I'm already five to 10 steps ahead. (laughs) Okay. So if I see what my kids are talking about, I'm already, okay, what are 10 steps ahead? Where is this going? It could either go left or it could go right yeah and then i'm like do i need to be involved in this no is it gonna suck my energy yes is anyone going to learn something from this no are they going to learn something from it 100% so and then I'll go I'm not getting in the middle of this this is your problem and I always tell my kids find a solution don't come to me with a problem find a solution Mm. so they'll go through it and they let their anger out or whatever it is and then they experiment but there will be times when you know there's a lot of anger happening and I need to see Okay, this is the surface what's happening down at the bottom so if yeah. someone's getting that angry there must be a trigger for it um and and this argument that's happening between siblings um one of them are, or both of them or all three of them are scapegoats for mm. one another mm-hmm. and that's then when i step in where i'm like okay mediation what's happening let's talk let's separate our ways go and cool off whatever and let's talk about it
0: oh brilliant and and there's something else that you've mentioned which is something very dear to my heart about energy and you deciding is my involvement in this going to affect my energy? That means you're quite conscious, you're quite aware of yourself. So you're asking yourself that question. If I get involved in this, how is it going to affect my energy? Can you just explain that to... I mean, I, I I think I have an understanding, but I would love you to explain it to our viewers because it's so refreshing when it's coming from, from another parent, you know?
1: Hmm? Yeah, sure. So when the kids are getting really hyped up about something about friends and the other ones about school and they're really using each other's scapegoats or whatever, mm-hmm. I need to understand where am I at this space whilst they're having that. If I always tell my kids, you cannot put fire out with fire, only ah. with water. So one of us needs to be water.
0: Uh-huh. So if
1: I get involved, it's just going to be more fire. Mm. So how can I be the water in the situation or the sand, you know, to, and I and I don't want to give the, I don't always want to, It extinguish the fire because the fire is important anger is an important emotion because it drives passion yes when you don't deal with anger it can get get a bit violent yes it can get even more violent so it's understanding the the boundary over there you know what's the tipping point yes so when they're getting really angry about something I have to understand where can I be the water as energy for them Mm. Rather than being the fire that's going to cause even more detriment for everyone that's there.
0: Mm. Wow. So, again, what I'm hearing from you is this awareness, you know, not jumping to mm. rescue, not jumping to provide solutions, but taking that moment to ask yourself, who am I and of what help am I going to be in this situation? right i have just you know it's it's grounding it's all i feel like it's you ground yourself before you jump into something you ground yourself and decide whether you are of any use or or not one of the one of the things i tell parents a lot is um, when our children came to to us they were given to us by life right so the reason life gave us to give our children to us is so that we can continue helping this life go on so the question Hmm. i i i encourage even myself i have to ask myself in the situation are you a conduit of life or are you a constrictor of life in every situation and that's what i heard you say you know you're asking yourself am i am i going to be fire in this situation or am i water right Mm -hmm. or am i going to be of any is it okay to let the fire burn yeah or is of what help am i going to be in this situation and that's i think that's the same reasoning when we think in terms of Am I enabling life or am I constricting life? A very important question, even for myself, I have to ask myself. And and I think it's the same thing when you said, when you're choosing your battles, choosing your battles, right? Because in in the choosing our battles, we we can help our young people grow or we can kill them
1: yeah it's so quick it goes so quickly when you when you react out of not think I don't I don't not that not everyone's thinking but when we react out of a negative space Mm -hmm. it just goes more fire with more fire yeah and children are so susceptible and they they take it so personally so quickly and they're learning so much from us I think one of the most important lessons for me was um, where your viewpoint is on you know, we as parents are there for life, or you know, we're given the life my viewpoint is is that our children choose us they choose their mother and father yeah. because we have the tools that are specifically designed for them so whatever we're learning for our lessons breaking generational um, curses or whatever it is we are helping out taking those tools and helping our children and it's often that you hear a lot of parents they're going oh my god I could not handle that child from so and so and you're going yeah well obviously not because you that child did not choose you it it didn't happen like that so whenever something's happening I'm like okay so what are the tools that I have that I can help my children Ah. and sometimes I'll do things and I'll go okay I'm not equipped with
0: this I need to educate myself so that I can better serve you so there's the learning so we have to learn and and um I feel what you're saying. This, this my my audience. They know this. I go on about this this Khalil Gibran's poem. I don't know if you 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 know yes, about yes Khalil
1: it? Abram. yes yes yeah. yes. Khalil, it says, Always
0: our children are not our children. They mm-hmm. are the product of life. Yes, wanting to express itself. They came mm-hmm. through us, but they don't belong to us. Yeah. And when you think like that i like what you said then when you're in that position when you're coming from that space you know you don't have to provide all the answers why because the life that lives in them has the answers for them yeah right so we we are important of course because maybe we we help them feed and and, and you know, there is that but when you also think we, we should be humbled actually that like you said that they chose us. We should be humbled because we are looking after after young people who actually are self-sufficient because we don't beat their hearts. We don't we, we don't flow their blood, we don't give them breath. So we should be humbled for just taking that little part that <laughs> that, that, that they have allowed us to to, yeah. to to help me. and that's and you go on sorry angela i just wanted to
1: um reassure the listeners that when your children choose you they're not choosing someone perfect nobody's oh. perfect so it doesn't matter what background you have because it doesn't your past does not define your future it does not define who you are That's right. and those specific tools whether you come from a monetary poor or rich background whether you come from um, very intelligent to not educated or you grew up a single mom or you know you abusive whatever it is your children choose you in every situation they've chosen you specifically And it's it's irrelevant and irrespective of what... They they don't choose you and go, oh, I don't know, I'd like something really shiny. I'd like something really perfect. They're going, that person is going to be doing this and this and this and going to have to learn this and this and this. And it's going to align with my purpose and where I'm going in my life. I'm choosing that person as my mother and my father and my siblings.
0: Oh, brilliant. So that's so interesting because then what I'm hearing is say. They choose us, so they indeed then are our teachers.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: They indeed are our teachers, then, because they have chosen us, so we can learn lessons about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so are you saying that we should be grateful when when they test us, when they, when they because it's helping us grow our strength, grow our patience, grow our, you know, even have a different way of thinking because your kid is a whole different different, independent young person. And if you're stuck to one thing and th- they're showing you, come on, this is me and you still have to love me like this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they what really we forget
1: they are our teachers they are I mean what we what happens is is that there's the teenagers and the parents are usually not always because it depends on when but usually over 40 where the, where the teenagers are then in their teenage or they're like between 30 and 40 what's happening there Yes 30 and 40 for a for parents is when they're going through a midlife scenario so they're dealing with their own things that you know What did I not do? What did I do? And the teenagers going through, I need to rediscover my personality. So we are mirroring one another all the time. So what our teenagers are mirroring back to us is youth. What do we want to do? We want to be young and free. And we mirroring back going, but you need to be responsible because it's a conditioning that we have within us. Where We're going, no, you need to get a job. You need, you know, married and then this and that. And the kids are going, but I don't want that. But in order to get your love and feel nurtured and safe, I will do that for you. And then there's a split personality and arguments and stuff that come up. But when you both go this is my personality, this is your personality, or identity, whatever it is, this is our paths. Let's find a common ground in the middle for us to move forward. I'm going through this at the moment and talking about it, the communication. And the kids are going, because they won't speak a lot, but when they do, you know, it's like you hear, read between the lines, you're going, oh, okay, that's mirroring what's happening in me at the moment. So there's always going to be a clash between you as an adult and the teenager, because the teenagers they want to be young and wild and free and they want to try everything That's right. and you going into midlife and you going i didn't try enough i regret not doing this so that you're doing each other's mirroring and lives so you just that's where the clashing usually comes in
0: oh now do you know what when you said that something just clicked because <laughs> usually in teenage years the brain what this is how they have the emotional brain which is the back brain which is the amygdala and then they have the, the front the prefrontal cortex which is responsible for organization rationality you know all you know all this order and that that one is not fully developed in fact it doesn't fully develop we are finding until we're about 25 so they're still operating from that but the reason we clash what i'm hearing from you and actually it's 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 dropping into into what we see a lot and also in in research actually is that we are forcing them to use the prefrontal cortex which is not developed out of our own maybe fears we are forcing them to, to be able to use that, yet they're not ready to use it. Yeah. And they are still being controlled, but and it's and it's a develop it's a developmental stage that they are in. But what we as parents, we're we're trying to make them use something that is not developed. And exactly. therefore we clash, oh my God, that was just sort of you know, you know when you know something, but then, when someone says it in a way, you're like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that is what it is. It's, I mean, it's no, trying
1: I'm, to have a scrambled egg with an egg still raw in its shell. Yes. Like, but I'm telling you, this becomes a scrambled egg. And you're going, it's an egg with a shell. There's no, th- There could be nothing in it. there could be a chicken then. You're going, no, it's a scrambled egg. And they're going, I don't
0: get it. Yeah. <laughs> because we are are forcing them to use something that's, that's not developed, but because we know, we know that's what's going to happen. Essentially, it's interesting you say that because as leaders, which as parents we all are, we are leaders actually, we have the position of a leader, but we need to step up and actually be a leader and what does an effective leader do? What uh, what does a trans I call them transition you know uh, transformational a leader that is that is effective what do they do? They don't walk way too far ahead because when you're way too far ahead you can't influence the person. Instead, what that leader does, an effective leader is you're slightly ahead, walk slightly ahead of this young person, and then sometimes you walk on their side, and sometimes you walk behind them, right? So what you're doing is, it's like a, it's like a circle. So one day, one day you're just slightly ahead of them, so you can help them come a little, come, you know, like, coach them a little bit, and then the next day you're on their side and it could all happen at the same time actually but you cannot like what you ex- what you express we cannot be five steps ahead and expect to influence them because it's too much though
1: i want to i want to flip the coin and challenge you on that so right, go I work on. with leadership um leaders lead by example yes leaders don't wait to influence anyone yes so you may be 10 steps ahead Mm -hmm. because you're not thinking you're leading yourself the people that are going with you are following you by example yes so a leader only come it, it might look like they're coming back to the side or whatever or in front um, only because we're mirroring each other, I'm leading myself at the moment here and I'm finding what I need over here, but then you're 10 steps ahead again. Yes. Or you might even need to slow down in order to speed up. So you might go all the way back. That's right. And it's not focusing on this. I don't focus on my children. I focus on me. Absolutely. And in the situation, in the situation is when you kind of, because all of us are alphas. Mm. All of us are alphas. So, That's also something, you know, many families have, you know, we they're not all alphas. So when we sit down, we understand who's the the wolf pack leader. Yes. So we know there's a hierarchy. And I've said that also that comes from very young when the kids were smaller, where it was like, this is the eldest, this is the second, this is the youngest. Mm. And then they're going, okay, fine. And I'm leading the pack. And they're going, okay, I get that and that's a boundary and it's only because they understand when I hit that boundary then Or let me put it this way I love Maya Angelou and she told the story of when uh when she was 16 I think it was where she told her grandmother or her mom I'm taking my baby it was a year old and she said I'm leaving and her mom or grandmother then said I'm very proud of you because the day you make the decision to leave my home is the day that I know that I've given you all the tools in which you feel confident enough to move forward. So it's in that situation where we're all sitting together, and when my kids hit my boundary or go past it, they feel they have the tools enough to push past a boundary that they feel that they can handle. Whereas if they're always going against my boundary, they're not feeling confident enough to move forward to be be that leader. So I have to push their boundaries in order for them to get forward so that they kind of like always finding the solutions to move forward. So that's just my viewpoint on leadership is that that was my misconception. Well, I don't know if it's a misconception, but for me, it was always the lead is always behind and always following whatever the children or the you know in work or whatever it is you're always one step behind but it's actually the leaders on a mission and the people that are attracted to you is where you're doing your learning and circling and then
0: you move on again absolutely because there's that we call it the theory of modeling in in psychology Mm. where they are modeling what you are and when i talk of influence they are following what they like about you yeah. Sometimes they can't follow even what they don't like about you because they probably haven't got the rationale, the, the reasoning that to, to not follow that. That's why we need to be very aware of ourselves so yes. that we are actually not allowing our young people to follow us and we are leading them to the doldrums, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, I like your side of analogy, but I, I also like to say that um, w- when when you're leading your young person, we must never forget that they are their own person. They actually yes. might not even require that leadership.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: But, but, so you need to be, we need to be worthy of, 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 being, of being leaders. We're just not leaders by position. We must mm. be mentors we must be motivators exactly. we must be life givers and when i say life givers it's not just about uh it's not again not just about giving birth giving love it's what words am i using what what aspirations have i got what, where am i going is it worthy of being followed actually we are, we are coming to the top of the hour but i want to say this very quickly Two weeks ago, I had a forum with young people, and I was just asking them, "What would you like us parents to know? What, though, are teenagers and young people? What is it? Because we want to do a better job. Because we we think we are failing you. Because when when you see all these mental health problems, when you see all these, you know, there's so much commotion in in the young people's life. So, what is it you would like?" you would like us to do? What would you like to advise us? Because it's something I encourage parents to do. Ask your, ask your, um, your child, where, where am I not guiding you in the correct way? What, what do you think I can do better? And obviously that takes being vulnerable. So the young people said one of the things they said, and it was all of it, they said we want to see our parents achieving their own goals, not just telling us That we need, and I was like, oops, oopsie daisy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just one. I think we are gonna uh, there were so many points. In fact, altogether there were five main points that the young people came up with, obviously, including we are not your property, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, what they said uh, and remember, these were young people from all over the place. It's they had not sat down and talked about it, they were just telling us telling me pouring it out because i said to them give it to me give, just say it as what do you want us parents to know what and there was you need to be achieving your own goals we are not your property and you could feel almost an anger in them you know them telling us what oh, oh it was it was really interesting but you know what what i think we are going to do such Sas- Sas- because um, we're running out of time and we're coming to the top of the hour is that we're gonna have to have you as <laughs> another time because you've got some very interesting um points and i know most of thank you that's all right most of my hair most of our listeners our are they you know they like to identify with with the with people just like them and that's why i keep talking about my personal experiences as well because as much as i'm a professional this being able to bring in real life don't, don't give me figures don't tell me books tell me that, that the kid has decided not to speak to you tell me tell you know we are people at the end of the day and we, we identify with people and that's why i love what you're saying because most of us, most parents can see ourselves in you, right? So I would just like you to tell us as a good friend, as a contributor, how can we find you and what can you offer? What nice things can you offer to the listeners? Because I'm sure we always like to offer nice things and just offer different things here. So two things, what you can offer to all the parents here, And another thing is just two things, and I think you mentioned them anyway, two snippets that you can leave our listeners with, you know, two things that they can practice this week, this week, to stop losing their mind. Just just two.
1: I think if we can sum up um, from the snippets, what we were talking about is whenever there's a situation, whatever it is, whether the children's barging in one year on the toilet or you're trying to have some downtime for yourself or the siblings are fighting or if you're divorced and, you know, the kids are fighting and you're fighting or whatever's happening there. Do you want to be the fire or do you want to be the water? Uh The only way you lose your mind is when you decide to be the fire and understand when I want to be the fire, what's the pinnacle of it and what's the below it yes. so what's actually triggering all of this so just take your time and breathe and rather say nothing now and say i'd like not to comment at the moment but i will get back to you and take your time on what it is that you're going to be talking about mm. that one of the snippets the second snippet is to be kind to yourself we could we only doing the best that we can with what we have with where we are there's no one perfect we're all losing losing you learning the tools that we need right now in the right time no one's further ahead of us no one's better than us we're all equal we breathe the same air even our children breathe the same air the most important thing is just to sit there and go okay i need to listen listen and not convince somebody or um, justify why my point is the right point, and yeah. to just take it with ease and just go. Well, this is how I see it. This is how you see it. Where can we find a middle ground? How can we deal? How can we deal with this? Because, like you said right in the beginning, is that the teenagers are wanting to become adults. They don't know who to mirror yet. With, with regards to being an adult, so they're still being, they, they're caught between being a child and moving into being an adult, a young adult, so give yeah. them the space, and whilst they're learning, you're learning too, really? and a little gift, I don't know, so for parents, I... So my business is um, a marketing brand agency I'm a speaker university lecturer also around psychology working with businesses and brands and young kids who don't know I don't know what I want to do with my life I don't know who I want to be so I mentor students as well Where, where am I going with my life I don't understand you know people are telling me I have to be this but I don't even know what I want to be. So I can I can offer maybe one parent or one child to just sit down with them and go, well, you know, let's map this out. Let's have some fun with this and, and just meet with them for maybe half an hour or 60 minutes.
0: Oh, that would be lovely. So where can we grab a hold of you then? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you can go to sashkaregina.com or brandsashka.com, one of them
0: the so sashkaregina.com or rand-sashka.com yes. sash- so, yes. and, and then I, I guys i do encourage you to to follow up on this you never know you i keep saying g- grab everything you know like you don't know how you're going to what you're going to learn when we bring this guest and you guys keep asking me to bring guests from all over the world Make use of them, listen to them, know what they've got, listen to their snippets and and it's in listening, it's in learning that we can also unlearn some of the habits that are holding us behind. So I am so, so grateful for your time today. I'm so, so appreciative of your time. And I know we're going to be having you back because I think we've only just scraped the surface. We've got, lo- I think, we- I feel, I'm feeling we've got, you've got loads to give our um, our audience, our listeners. And I know it's, and you've been such a fun <laughs> guest today. And I'm so, so appreciative. And thank you so much, everyone. And follow Sashka at sashkaregina.com and just, Rub and listen and hear what she's got for us. And I'm going to put that link uh, down here as well so you can just click and go and that will be lovely. And until our next episode, I am so, so appreciative. Let's keep learning. Let's keep growing. Let's keep changing because it's a, it's for us to move to the next step. We must be willing to grow we must we must be willing to 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 grow to expand we we must be willing and and that's all i ask of all of us including myself and i like for you to if you feel that i'm not growing if you feel i'm stagnating somewhere call me out because again i keep saying you i'm your friend We are the village that is bringing up our kids and we want our kids to be great. And uh, obviously until next time, we love you so much and we wish you all the best. And see you next time. Bye now. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Pleasure.